that the Lord has given us shepherds after my own heart. Amen. Who will feed us or you on knowledge and on understanding. Wow. Uh, myself and, and my wife were driving in the week, uh, last week, and then um, on CCFM, uh, a familiar voice came up, and then Kayla put it louder, then it was Brother Glenn that was uh, that sent in a voice note there, and he was saying what he was thankful for. And one of these points was this. He said, I'm so thankful that God has given me a shepherd after his own heart. Amen. And so, so this morning, we are going to be fed with knowledge and also with understanding on a powerful topic of destroying the venom or the snake's venom on disloyalty. Amen. And so I believe that when we leave here, we will be immunized and we will be uh, forearmed against the spirit of disloyalty. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, that therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts unto men. What are the gifts? Verse 11, the Bible says that he gave us some apostles. Do we have an apostle in the house this morning? He gave some prophets. Do we have a prophet in the house? He gave some evangelists. Do we have an evangelist in the house? He gave some pastors. Do we have a pastor in the house? Amen. And teachers, do we have a teacher of the word? Uh, uh, how many of you believe that when you came to FDKC, you received teaching on how to live the Christian life? You received teaching on what it is to pray, teaching on the anointing, teaching on suffering, on sacrificing, on dying and on losing. You didn't know those things before we came here. And so our, our pastor is a teacher of the word, a pastor and apostle. And then this is our part, verse 12. He gave us all of these gifts to equip us unto the work of the service of ministry, to building up the body of Christ. Amen? And so if you believe that this morning you're going to be built up, you're going to be equipped for service, then please stand on your feet and help me welcome our apostle, our pastor, our shepherd, our evangelist, our teacher, Pastor Edgar Michaels. Amen? Put your hands together for him. Make it louder. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. For Pastor Edgar Michaels, hallelujah. the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Happy to see every one of you. Miss those who are not here, but uh, we trust God that you will share the message with them because it's such a very serious and important message. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, um, yes, let me say and uh, get right into the word of God. Amen. First John 3 verse 8. First John 3 verse 8. Amen. Our first session will be about uh, the six or seven snakes. 
that we need to kill in the church. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's all out of the Bible. Say it's in the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. The second part of 1 John 3 verse 8 is the Son of God appeared for this purpose. Say for this purpose. Amen. To destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Praise God to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Amen. He is the word devil means slanderer. Somebody that talk bad about someone behind his back. Okay, that is typical being disloyal. Somebody that have a beautiful face in front of you, but behind you talk bad about you. The name devil just means that. Okay? So when somebody does that, you've got the right to say to that person, you are of the devil. Wow. Don't say that to your wife, eh, please. <laughs> or to your husband. <laughs> I think some have already said that. Say as funny table of. But that's typical. You get constructive criticism and criticism to break down. In other words, there's nothing wrong to say, I don't, I hope that person don't do that again. Um, that is not nice. It doesn't mean you are slandering. It just, you wish it can be better in that person. Amen. But Jesus came with a purpose. And one of the great works of the devil is to sow disloyalty. Okay? To sow disloyalty. So our aim is eightfold in this camp. Hallelujah. Amen. To number one, build a loving, safe home. Amen. Church must be home away from home. Amen. A place you can let your hair down. You know what does it mean to be your head, let your hair down means you can be yourself. Amen. Do you hear me? Because at home you cannot all the time pretend. <laughs> they will soon discover who the real you are. Okay? So we want our church to be a home where you, with all your shortcomings and good things, can be yourself and it is a home to the glory, a family to the glory of God. Amen. Number two, the teaching's aim is that there won't be any cliques in the church. A clique. And number three, division. Okay, division. Division is that group skinner about the other group. That group is against the other group. 
do you hear? Okay, cliques, division, and number is the number four. We don't want any splits in our church. A split is, there goes three families. They left us. And they go together normally because this loyalty is something that people spread before they leave. Therefore, watch out who are invited to the braai at your house or the fellowship at your house, that it's not a clique or a group that beskinne die pastor in die weg van die Heere, in die kerk. From that will come these kind of language. Those people, who are those people? They not us, not this is my church, that church. Do you hear? Okay, it's a number five, that we don't have any breakup here. To the devil wants to break up churches. Okay, it's at number six, that we can have healthy Clear waters. Animals don't go. They have a need to drink animals in the field. There are always one place that you will find out all the animals come. And normally there the lions also wait for them. Because an animal, you, you become thirsty. You want to go and drink. You must drink. So there the lions lie in the grass, high grass, and also among the trees and in the bush, waiting for them there. But animals leave those in the, the hunters now aside. What I'm trying to say is we are building here an oasis. Praise God. An oasis is a place where you come drink in the desert. Praise God. Amen. You come to drink. Hallelujah. Otherwise you'll die of thirst and also the sand. And this world is a dry place to us. But the church is an oasis. But you won't come to waters. Animals don't come to waters. If there is things under the water, danger in the water, or the water has got poison in it, then because there's a snake underneath the water, they don't come. Now we will have many people coming to our church, visitors, but it's easy to detect if there is some creeping things under us, moving around. Do you hear me? Spiders, snakes, scorpions, all evil spirits moving among us. Do you hear? And 
that push people away. Okay, so we want clear waters to the glory of God. Amen. And then number six, number seven, we want to celebrate every person and love every person unconditionally. Amen. I mean, if you want to be loved, you are not easy to love. You understand? Amen. Do you hear me? So, if it's even in a family, some many a biological family, there's always a Swatskarpani family or somebody that is difficult to love. Even when your family have a party, 21st birthday, your uncle so comes in or Auntie Sophie comes in, you say, wow, <laughs> that's, that's a very difficult person, Auntie Sophie. <laughs> okay? But your family. Now, in the church, everybody comes from different background. Maybe you're the only child in your family. The only child in a family, most of the time, think he or she is a guru. He or she is a main person. Nobody cross he or she's will. Now you come into the church and you discover, do you hear me? Okay. Or your family has got certain traits, quick tempers, short fuse. Therefore, even when people get saved or people join or become one of us, we need to know it will take a time to, for the word of God to sort that person out. Amen. As a means, throw work. Jylle kan even uitgegaan het, maar as jy trou, dan moet jy sê, oos is hier om elkaar uit te strijk. <laughs> uit te strijk is as a klomp krekels in jou. Amen. And most of the time when you get married, you tell yourself, I'm going to change him. And she says, I go, he says, I'm going to change her. Wow. It's a very difficult task. I always say at mar marriages, it's like, you know, the cat and the dog don't live together. Um, they say in, in Vintuk, in Namibia, it's so hot. You know, normally the, the dog chase or run after the cat. But they say it's so hot in Vintuk. And Namibia, blessed one to get Namibia. <laughs> that uh, the dog don't run after the cat, they walk after one another <laughs> because it's so hot. <laughs> I, I wish actually that we can have a nice tour to Vintuk. And I mean driving with cars, about five or six cars. But it must be in a good condition, the cars. If you get a breakdown or overheat, all we can say is turn around and go home. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael, Michael already told me, no, Daddy, 
because it's a thousand six hundred kilometers, about seventeen hours of drive. But it's such a wonderful experience. I did it about five or six times, not myself only, but with a truck or with cars and driving. I cannot say it was the last time. I think when Nicole, Nicholas was what age, a few months, nine months old, that we drove to go and settle or bring solutions to problems in the church in Ventuk. Okay? So, um, but what I want to say is that, get back to our, our teaching, is that we need to know God is in the business of changing people. So, but if you are at least three years with us, your character should be radically changed. Amen. You, you should become more like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. John 3, I think it's verse 30. This is spiritual growth. He must increase, but I must decrease. If you want to check if you're growing, say how much of Christ is in you. Praise the Lord. Amen. How much of the Lord Jesus is there in you? Hallelujah. I want to be more like Jesus. It's a song that Bishop Dag sang so powerfully and many times it comes up in my spirit. And, I, and, and those years also, we, we, when I got born again, we used to sing a lot of things of, I want to be more like Jesus. Hallelujah. But the word, it's in obedience to the word and taking up your cross that you become more like Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, number what is this, the next one? Number eight. This is to uh, uproot the fifth column. Amen. I will explain now what is the fifth column. The fifth column is somebody that's among us, but is actually working for our opposition, for the enemy. Okay? And the term fifth column came from this incident in a nutshell. There was a city that many armies tried to conquer and they were all defeated. And then they appoint a other general to conquer the city for number how many times. But he said, he's sure he's going to conquer the city. They asked him, what gave him such assurance? He said, I have five columns of soldiers. In other words, say there's 30 or so in a column. So he said, I've got five. And, but somebody said, but there's, we only see four columns of soldiers here. He said, no, my fifth column is already in the city among the people. They don't know that's my fifth column. 
and he conquered the city because the fifth column placed the bombs, see that the gates get open, look at the weak points. So in FDKC, we don't want any fifth column. Say, praise the Lord. Say, I agree with you, Pastor. Say, Lord Jesus, help me not to be part of a fifth column. Do you hear me? Wow. Judas epitomized one of my wife's big words. Amen. I know also big words. <laughs> okay. Judas epitomized the fifth column to think Judas was all the time with the Lord. Not with a disciple or an apostle. With the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He was not a betrayer when the Lord chose him. So you, all of you, you are not a betrayer. But disloyalty visits you, attacks your mind, speaks to you. It's demons. It's the devil talking to you. Okay? And you sit then here with things in your heart and we don't know you are not anymore actually with us. It's one of the top weapons of the devil to destroy churches. And before they leave, they try to spread their poison as far as possible. Full of criticism, looks, and there are signs in our next session. We'll show you the signs of disloyalty. Those who pretend. Okay? And a pastor and my leadership must be highly alert to look at signs. A doctor look at symptoms before you've got full-blown problem. The doctor will say, this little red mark on your skin, this is not a good sign. And then he'll go further from there and he'll say, no, I was right. But the symptom told him there's something wrong here. For instance, signs of disloyalty is when we all laugh at a joke, but you don't laugh. Do you hear me? Or I say, let's stand. And you wonder, why must we stand? Okay. We say, we all come together here, but you're absent when there is an instruction. Okay. Now, there's just a little, there's more signs that your pastor, and because we enlightened by 
the great man of God, Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills. He was now in Madagascar and Gabon. And my wife listened even to uh, the massive campaign of thousands, a sea of people preaching every night the gospel, Bishop Dag. But in the mornings, he speaks to leaders. And Bishop Dag has got over 3,000 churches worldwide. But he can sleep peacefully because he was enlightened by God to teach, preach on disloyalty. Amen. And in their churches worldwide, there's hardly breakaways, disloyalty. Because any symptom of disloyalty in their church, somebody must go and tell the pastor. Okay. That pastor, you, you must hear what this one talk when we're together. The way he speak. Amen. Then we take note. Or certain looks of people. Certain faces. Okay. We all laugh as I say. You don't laugh. But it's a joke to laugh at. <laughs> but in your mind it's like. Who do we think? Who do we think he is? Okay. You, now, every one of you must stop the venom before it's spread. In yourself first. In yourself first. Because, listen, you are not disloyal, but it comes to visit you. It's demons. And I will show you later, either now or in the next session, opportune times when it comes to visit you. Can I give you one of them? When you get correction in your life. Amen. As you sit here, I want to know, where have you been Monday and, and the other day? And I see last month, it's the same thing. Now you explain this way, and I know you are lying. And then I say, you must stop this. And then the church go on. But in your mind, it's like, who do we think he is to come and check up on me? Why don't he check up on somebody else? It's like when you get a ticket by, uh, by the traffic cop, you want to say, but others are also doing this. He says, I'm not worried about them. You in the wrong. That was, in fact, that was my first ticket I got after years of driving. I remember, you know, the lighthouse here in Peru. It was a massive gathering, great men of God. And the parking was everywhere full. So the cars parked there in the industrial area. There's no movement of cars during the night. So I came also in there with my car. But the guys were parking in the middle on the white line now because cars on that side 
and I also park on the white line in the middle. We all got tickets when we came out. I went to dispute it. I got a discount. But the, I, my, my point was, but others are doing it also. <laughs> okay? But what, what I'm getting at is, one of the strategic moments that disloyalty visits you is when, that's correction. What about rebuke? Amen. Some people don't, uh, correction, they don't worry. They need a rebuke. Like one of my, my, my the guy, uh, Paul Snell, that I often speak of, that years ago we won him for the Lord from Gimpy Street. He was a gangster. And uh, then in, in our church, then and here, we don't drive if you don't have license, car license. Can we make an altar call if there's anybody... <laughs> Like that, okay? And Paul knows this, but every time he, he just asks to pull the car out of some brother, but then he takes a spin around the summer and then he comes back, okay? And we warned him already, okay? And then one day in church, my friend, we were co-leaders, and then... He asked Paul to stand up, just like this here. Paul, just stand up. He says, you must stop disobeying the law of this country. This is the how many times we're warning you. What if you're in an accident? Then we must come and help. Then we must pay some bills. And he rebuked Paul very strongly. Wow. And Paul went to go sit down. Now you can imagine how your vaisar ganetsu. Why? The first thing is, why didn't he do this privately? Why must he do this publicly? I'm still eyeing sister so and so and now. Do, do you hear me? Wow. But Paul took it nicely. Wow, Paul was a funny character. <laughs> but the word of God changed him radically. Radically. Wow. Radically. Powerful. Paul could make some jokes and fun. He's, later he had his own car, Ford Escort. And then one early morning, we were a few brothers sleeping in one house. And then one, he had to go to work. And then he came complain his car don't want to start. And about five of our brothers, we were pushing the car. How many times around and don't want to start? Then he said, ah, leave it. We, then we came in, we had some coffee, and Paul went outside and started the car. And he says, wow, <laughs> I had all of you up this morning early. <laughs> Hey, Paul is a. <laughs> oh, how, how I like him. Wow. And he loved me so much when I left the denomination. He walked behind me like a little doggy and said, I'm coming with you. I'm not going to stay. I'll stay. When I went to Vintuk, 
go work for the Lord there. Um, every day, Paul made me food in the caravan. We stayed in a caravan. And that time, it was baked beans and fish fingers nearly every day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and one of, one of the ex-Catonians worked also there. And uh, he was sleeping in the caravan. And uh, he bought a new pair of shoes by It Works. But it was a cheap shoe. And the shoes were smelling very badly. <laughs> of course, of Billy's feet. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you can imagine a caravan. And now we were lying, talking, and chatting, and uh, lying in our beds. <clears throat> and there Paul says, what's smelling so bad here, man? It smells like sausage or something. <laughs> oh, cheese. And later on, Paul got up and he says, here's the problem. It was the shoes under Valley's bed. And he took the new pair of shoes, about three weeks old, and put it un outside under the caravan. Hey, Valley's eyes were just big like that. <laughs> okay. And then the next morning when Valley got up, the dog was playing with and eating the shoe <laughs> and tearing the shoe apart. He says, Billy, can you see the dog thing is a sausage or something? <laughs> wow. Hey, but that was, that was my friend and he went home. He became a backslider because of many things, but... And, uh, selling snook there in Mitchell's Plain. And uh, one day when I walked in there, he just ran away when he heard Ed Gaze here. And when I came around the corner, he was weeping. He says, I, I thought, I don't want you to see me like this. And not long after that, he passed away. And I led him back to the Lord. Glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he told me, even in my bad state, Edgar, I'm praying every day in tongues. Wow, because you taught me to pray in tongues. My Lord, amen. Praise God. We are at the fifth column. The last point why we teach this is because we want to cement members. Amen. Cement, like not bricks, but stones. Bricks are man-made, but stones are God-made, God-made. In other words, we are living stones, but loose stones. The devil can pick it up easily and throw us with the stone. Amen? So loose members that are not committed here, they cannot make up their mind to commit. Okay? And... And loyalty speaks of commitment. Praise God. Write down what is loyalty. Okay. It's commitment unto death. Till death do us part. Where do you hear those words? <laughs> well, my sister is a big laugh. <laughs> a big smile. Okay. So we trust God one day, they stand before the altar and say, till death do us part. 
Wow. Praise God. Amen. That is to be loyal. The next word is you trust. I'm, I'm unpacking the word loyalty. Trustworthy. Praise God. Worthy my trust. Proverbs 20 verse 6. Proverbs 20 verse 6. You can put next to that many a man proclaim his own. You see it's in the Bible. Loyalty. But who can find a trustworthy man? Amen. So trustworthy people, it's not easy to find. Amen. But this teaching will make you zealous to be trustworthy. Trustworthy means you're worthy my trust. And trust is how you get married. Trust is deeper than faith. Faith has got scripture and reasons, but trust is built on character. Amen. Because faith is something going like this. When your mom is very serious, sick, you can fast and pray for her. You can quote scripture and pray for her. You can drive out demons. You can break curses. But after all that you have done, what the Bible described that will bring healing, nothing happened. Then you must say, I don't know what is wrong, but I'm trusting God. Do you hear me? I'm trusting God. So it means... Things might go wrong in our church. We might go through winter, a period of difficulty. Understand? God forbid, people might throw us out here, or we might go through a rough patch. But we trust. Amen. Yeah. Even sometimes your pastor. Rebuke, it doesn't make fully sense, but you trust. And especially the track record tells you of the person, I don't understand him now, but I'm trusting. He's worthy my trust. You hear rumors and gossip and talking about our church, but you trust. Praise the Lord. You trust, even if you hear rumors, slandering of the church, the leadership, myself, you, you, you close the mouths of those people. Amen. You say, you don't dare go further with this kind of talk. Amen. You warn them, you say, God will curse you. Amen. You stop the thing right there. The example that comes to me, we, we have, uh, I have uh, a friend in the ministry, uh, Pastor Broas. He says one day one of his church members gave somebody a lift. 
that they acquainted to. But as they were driving, this person was talking bad about a pastor, about him and their church. The brother stopped the car in Pitsaw, Nevada or any place. And they asked, the person asked, why are you stopping? He says, get out of my car now. Do you hear me? But maybe if it was you, you want to say, I want to hear more. What, what more do you know? No, you say, get out of my life now. Amen. That's loyalty. Praise God. Amen. Many a man, he talks about loyalty. But he's not trustworthy. Listen, I had people in our church that one brother that comes to mind even this morning that the Lord brought this to my mind. The brother after church says, Pastor, I want to fill up your car with petrol. And then fill it up after church. And, but every time when he speaks uh, in the church, he would say, nobody must be in a hurry for position and this, that. And I could detect his heart. But he's full of scripture and all of it. He did filling up my car different times, three times. My God. And then one day, he went to one of our other brothers in Kensington and told him this. Pastor is busy extending, building on there at his house. Where do you think, he said to the brother, does the money comes from? He's, the brother says, I don't know. He says, that must be the church's money that pastor is using to extend on his house. The brother says, oh my God, what are you talking about? In other words, he was saying, pastor is stealing the church's money. And I can tell you, rest assured, I'd rather go under the belt then when, because God's money is very sacred to me. Amen. Praise God. In fact, I hardly uh, touch the money in, in, in a great way. But what I'm saying to you, before he came there to that brother, the brother a week before that told me he had a dream that this specific brother was, my car was standing parked on the road and this brother came with his car and drove fully with power into the back of my car. A week before, this brother visited him. And when the brother told him about where does the money come from, this brother says, oh my God, this is the dream. This is the dream. Wow. And I remember we had a celebration for one of the elderly ladies in our church in Nova Park. Uh, tables were packed in. And here this brother comes. This traitor. He's still in the church at that time. And I called him outside and I said, you are a Judas. And by the way, he played the role, Judas, 
in a drama play called The Passion or, or something like that. The, the, he, he played that role himself. He was completely shocked. Okay? And he said, I told him, get out of our church. Get out of our church immediately. Hey, you say, where, where does pastor get that? Hey, we'll go back now to, to, um, to this uh, Proverbs. Are you blessed? Amen. Do you find the teaching and the camp powerful? Amen. 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 We're fortifying our church. We strengthen our church against Satan. And listen, the devil don't like this teaching. In fact, if, you're, if you feel as we move along, you don't also like this teaching, <laughs> then you must know the devil was planning to set you up. And he don't like. We unmasking him. Wow. Okay, Proverbs 22, verse 10. This is what the Lord says to, to, to the leaders. Drive out the scoffer. The scoffer is somebody that takes God's work as a joke. Lightly. Mocking having a giggle under his breath, a look that, listen, rebellion is a look. You understand? It's, it's like, as I greet the people, you don't look me in my face. It's a sign to me. Or when you look me in my face, you have a certain look. Like, who do you think you are? If looks could kill, they say. Your eyes are the windows of your heart. So your pastor is aware of all of this. Amen? Or you don't greet. You're always so in a hurry, you greet everybody, but you don't greet the pastor. I don't say you need to... You're already in the text, you get out. I didn't greet the pastor. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm not, a, I'm not a God. Praise the Lord. Drive out the scoffer. Now, Bishop Dag, I, when I read this, I see him preaching about what I wanted to say, even in Mozambique. And here in Gabon, uh, just last night, my wife was listening to Bishop preaching to leaders. Everywhere Bishop have a conference, he must make a turn on loyalty and disloyalty. I was thinking, why? He says, this is the speciality of Satan. This I must warn. Therefore, churches cannot become large and big because Daar zal weer een skering. Daar zal weer mense weg. Iemand het seer gekry. Iemand kan nie vergewe nie. En before he leave, because he cannot forgive, he must spread his poison into others. Wow, what a shock. Amen. 
Then I remember in, in, when Bishop, in, we were in Soweto. Can you believe it? Our church, we paid more than half for each one. We were about over 20, eh? 24 that flew to, to, to Bishop Sono, Moses Sono's church in Soweto. Most of them are not here anymore. They were even in a camp like this. And you know what? They are now our enemies. So, did they were they disloyal when they were? No, they became disloyal. And they went, and they never were on an airplane in all their life. This church made it possible for them to put a foot on an airplane. And I watched even while the flight was going on, how they ran this side to that side to look outside. And because it's like, it's like little children. It's like little children. Okay. Even one brother, me and brother James and Raiden and what we went... I went to go preach yeah, just before the border. What was it? Alexander? Yeah, somewhere where there's diamonds. Uh, I was looking for a diamond there. I could not. <laughs> but I went there to minister to hundreds of leaders across South Africa. I took them with. They slept very nicely, special food because of the past and all of them. Two or what of them, they are not here anymore. I let even one drive my car and all of that. Do you hear me? Do you hear? Wow. And we could have been a mess of people. But a little thing disturbed this one, a little thing that one. And today, most of them don't wish us well. In fact, it's very clear proof that most of them were dogs also. Okay? So as we move along, your true nature might be exposed. Okay? Because you look very... Around the pastor, everybody looked very angelic. <laughs> the brother would say, if you see my wife at home... <laughs> You must meet my wife, you know. I always see her such a face when she meets you. Every time when she greets you, I always see her such a face. She looks so angelic when she talks to you. But in the house is a huge lion. I, can I have some coffee? It's any honey. Gaat vrij jou ma om voor jou koffie te maken. Als ik jou ma. Zij moet opgroeien. Zij, mijn man, zij moet opgroeien. Wat een sok. Wauw. Drive out. And then I remember in Soweto, what in, what in present there? 
Okay. The bishop was speaking about this loyalty. Then he jumped off the stage when he described somebody that have shown to be disloyal in his church. And he jumped off the stage. He opened one of the side doors. And he says, brother, here's the door. Leave now. The brother says, oh, this, oh I'll rather take demoted or a lesser. He says, nothing like that. You leave. Listen to me. If I'm fully assured of something, you will see the face of a lion in this very nice flower-smelling pasta. <laughs> Amen. Wow. And then Bishop says, and brother, if you don't have taxi money, we'll give you taxi money. But leave now. I remember what say about four or five we call bishop call people that's outside gone those loyal people orangos orangos in africa is a big ape <laughs> orangos big apes wow i remember one orango we came at this lady's over 60th birthday was it 60 or 70? There, but, but we were teaching all the time this. The person was in our church, over 60, the person. Very, it was now a, a birthday big. When we got there, we saw she invited about five or six of the Orangos. In other words, people that are fighting us, talking back, bad about us, want to tear our church apart. Because he stayed friends with them and invited them. Here I walk in, in a very difficult situation. You can see how they roll their eyes. Hey, I don't know if that was the Saturday, but the Sunday we had church. And here, the old lady whose birthday was yesterday is also in the church. And I didn't wait till uh, to stop or go and tell her at the home. I waited till she came to church. And then in the church, I said, can sister so-and-so just stand up? I want to speak to you outside in front of everybody. And I told her, please leave this church now. Wow, she was crying. She was feeling bad. I said, you are dismissed. Right now. Because you need to know people in the world don't know church. People think church is just a loose thing and they don't know that there's order in a church. My God, this is the house of the Lord. Just like, and many of you. In your own house, we'll speak, uh, Father's Day is over two days, okay? But in many houses, there's no law and order. And you come into the church and you feel, I can do what I want to, come and do and say anything. You are not used to authority. Yeah, you will need authority. And authority.
authority demands submission. Praise God. Amen. Just write down what is the difference between rebellion and submission. Rebellion is satanic. Always. Submission is godly. Amen. Second thing. You can be obedient yet rebellious. Amen. In other words, we can say, or let me explain it this way. If I ask, uh, Brother So, can you just remove these front chairs here? Okay. He can remove them with the attitude of rebellion. While he's moving two, four, five chairs, he, 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 he feels... And the way he packs it there at the back, we wonder, yeah, what is going on there at the back? Pop, pop. He is obedient, but rebellious. Okay, so you can come to church obedient, but rebellious. And rebellion is always satanic. It's always, even when you stand up against the government, you stand up against the government when it's wrong in practicing things, but with the attitude of submission. The attitude is, I wish I can obey you, but in this case, I cannot. I obey God more. You see, you see the attitude. You must never have rebellion against your parents, even if they're wrong. You must always pray for them and wish it was different. But once you have an attitude of standing up inside, you are satanic. Because rebellion comes from the devil himself. Rebellion means to overthrow authority. Or wish to be the authority yourself. Is that clear? Can I explain it different? I might say to my son, you need to sit down. And he don't want to sit down. I said, sit down in front of everybody. Sit. No. I can walk over to him and press him down in the chair. And then he sits. But his look will tell me, I'm sitting. But inside. I'm standing. Do you hear me? Outside is obedient, but inside is standing up. So many people serve the Lord too. You can even be here this morning, but inside you have a satanic something in you. Do you hear me? You are prone. You are lurking. Lay, lurking or calling demons to you. They will talk to you. They'll speak. Another example. We may be on our way to Hermanus. But you feel, why Hermanus? We could have gone to Kems Bay. But you're in the bus on our way to Hermanus. When we get there, 
We get out of the bus. There, the child fell out of the bus as he stepped down and hurt himself. And then you say, I told him, I wanted to say, we should not be in Hermanus, we should be in Kempsbay. In other words, you were all the time with us, but you're rebellious. Is it clear? Is it clear? Do you follow what I'm teaching? Amen. And everybody is born with a rebellious streak. You need to learn submission. Submission means we are on a mission somewhere with God. And you need to flow along on the mission under authority. Praise the Lord. Under authority. Here we go. Drive out the scoffer. Drive out. There, there you, we, we will hire a taxi to drive you. <laughs> Other translations would say cast out. It's like you cast out a demon. Drive out the scoffer. And contention will go out. Contention means toe-trackery. Tuck of war. This group in the church pull this way, the way pastor said, you pull the other way. That's contention. Okay. Ek het met die woord ook wakker geword van, ons moet allemaal voortrekkers wees. Nie dwastrekkers sê. Ook die aftrekkers sê. Of wegtrekkers sê. Hey! Dis pure Afrikaans. En ons a kerk is nogal een voortrekker rood. Give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. Zij trek voor. Praise God. Moet niet achter trekken. Trek voor. Praise the Lord. We're excited. We're pulling in the same direction. Don't. Dwastre. Don't dwastre, please. <laughs> Amen. You know a tug of war? We have a big, uh, uh, what's it, a rope. Some on the other side, those on that side. With, uh, uh, let's, let's make it a tie, Vaughan. A tie in the middle of the rope. The brother is hanging in the middle of the rope. <laughs> Just joking. Or oh, a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> and now we pull this side pull and then the people go crazy <laughs> you are winning amen we cannot do the work of God like that one group pull that way the other group pull that way amen drive out the scoffer and contention will go out even strife to us it will stop. And dishonor will cease. Dishonor means you are disrespectful. You don't honor authority. My God. I'll get back now. Just read with me Proverbs 17. After this, uh, I just want to uh, give you 
before we go, I think we will just speak about seven things that venom does, and then we'll have a break. Praise God. Amen. I, I, I don't know if you will mind on Father's Day that I go on preaching Sunday morning in this direction. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because I can feel I need the fourth session. Amen. Proverb, uh, proverb. And Proverbs is the book of wisdom, eh? This is all. Look what the Bible says a rebellious man. Or rebellion is as witchcraft. Can we first get that scripture? It's 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse. Yeah, we, we have it. Can we have it in King James Version, please? Okay, please write these scriptures down. It's very important. Soon I will teach you about spiritual authority and submission. Which you cannot have an army if there is no authority and submission. I told you how my friend who became an ambassador of Namibia in India and in Germany when he was enrolled in the army. I was in Vintu. I, I, in fact, when he was already uh, recruited inside when we met him. In fact, two of them, two of our brothers. Then when we went to go visit him after three months, because no visitation for the, if you become so, no visitation for three months. And he was just freshly married. And the call came up. That time they were fighting against Swapu. Okay, like, yeah, they were fighting against a contour Siswe, uh, the ANC. Is it a contour Siswe? No? Is it? Yeah. Okay. And now they're in government. And Swapu is in government in Namibia. But that time he was recruit and he was a, a troopy, a novice. He said, when we went to go meet him, we, we took some food with, and, and we were sitting under the trees, the families waiting for their sons, and here Pust came with these military boots on, you know, that with the iron in front where you cover your toes, big boots. He came running, there was a big muddy, not muddy, but lots of sand between us and where they are in the barracks. He come through the thick sand running. Hey, when he came to us, we said, why are you running? He says, no, it's part of our training. I must become used to the boots. Hey, we asked him, why is your hair so short? He said, the first thing, when you come in, they cut off all your hair. Yeah. There's no way. Then he told us, he was sitting uh, the first time, I told you the story, he was sitting, lots of them, hundreds, and a skinny uh, captain or general in front of them shouted. And then he pointed out Pius, my friend. He said, he pointed out me and he said, stand up in front of all of these hundreds. He said to him, you look like a teacher. 
He said, sir, I'm not a teacher. He said, but I'm saying you are a teacher. He said, but I am not a teacher. He says, I'm telling you, you're a teacher. He said, now that you're a teacher, tell everybody here, I'm a teacher. He said, I am a teacher. He says, now that you're a teacher, over there lies a piece of paper, quite a distance. I want you to run and fetch the piece of paper. He ran, came back with the paper. He tear the paper up and he says, thank you, teacher. Then he says, yeah, you obey instructions. Whether you agree or not, because your life or death depends on obeying instructions. Then Pius told us when they say, when they're in the bush and fighting against the enemy, when your commanders say, fall down, you cannot stand and say, why must we fall down? He says, because why you remain standing, you've given our game away. They've seen you. Now we're all in trouble. Under fire. Hey. I said, Pius, what wonderful lessons you are telling us. Then he says, before the three months was over a month, he went to town with one of his commanders. He saw his wife on the other side in Vintuk. On the road. He ran over the road to hug and kiss her. He said he was severely punished for doing that. Wow. Amen. So here in front is the commander. Amen. Bishop wrote this book, A Good General. <laughs> you don't get churches that preach and teach this. But if you want to build strong, powerful church, you have to have a man of God that is a general. Praise the Lord. Amen. A commander. It's all in the scripture. Paul says, you will see later, I command that this must be done. I'm not saying or asking, I command. God speaks also like that. You will find in our teachings, God will say, I don't want you to wear such clothes. Then the verse will end, for I am the Lord your God. For I'm the Lord your God is, I don't need to give you explanation. I am the Lord. I don't, you understand? I don't want you with chappies. Okay, it's other thing if you have already. Okay, amen. Amen. You say you kick me tapis you. So we do a six man and he trunk of his to settle the tapis up. It is a main oh, God don't want you to have tapis. Okay. You cuts in your body like many black people do. Understand? And tattoos. It's all in the scripture. Okay? 
Amen. One day when our pastors were together by Khodini and everybody was swimming. They don't know I cannot swim. But so I had, uh, uh, you know, a running vest on. Uh, and I was sitting on the steps there. And then they said, come swim. I said, no. Oh, take off that thing. I said, no. I have a tattoo at my back. They say, what's the tattoo? I said, my whole back is an eagle. <laughs> they say, wow. <laughs> I won't say further how I describe the eagle. <laughs> but everybody wanted to see. I said, no, there's no eagle, nothing, nothing like that. It's just a joke, okay? But I'm just giving you because the world is now, and even many Christians and I heard even one of the female, well, famous ministers was bragging about the new tattoos the person has. Okay? So I'm just giving you all of that. Praise God. It's other thing if you have it already. Praise the Lord. Are you with us? Amen. Did I, were, listen what, what the Bible says here. The, Samuel said to, to Saul, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. If you want to know what is witchcraft, it means you stand up against God and you know better than God. Okay? And you want others to come with you. That's witchcraft. Okay? A world that stands up against God. And the, the church is full of witchcraft. And witches... Hey, do you hear me? Witches. Hey, and it starts, listen, you, and listen, this spirit can be in a man or a woman, but it works better through a woman. Okay? So every lady and woman have to be careful. Don't become a witch. A witch is, your main man is bang for me. <laughs> My God. I can vivis. Os kan nou hier saam lachen en gaan hier stap zij en sy vrou. Dat vraag my hoe. Sê sy nou, sê sy nou so getseins. Sê nou die baas het gekom. Die ouwens even op die hoek, die gangster sal sê, nou ek moet nie gesag by die huisvra. I must ask the authority at home. What a shock. Do you hear me? Amen. And it's meant to make a man a sissy through a woman. I as a sissy. And you might feel safe, but you don't have a happy marriage. You won't be happy too. Because in his heart, he really don't like you. Because you took away his manhood. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? You young girls going to get married? Because this is one of the germs that work in every woman. You want to be the boss. You want to be, and you think you're safe because you're the boss. My God. Can we leave it there for now? Listen. 
if, if, if this is working in you, you need to repent. I'm, I'm teaching so that you can repent now. Get it out of your system. Okay? And many of you would wish, I wish the, the others were here. <laughs> and, and listen, this is part also why the devil keep people away from this kind of teaching. Okay? The, it's really so. The devil don't want you to hear this. Understand? For rebellion is as, it is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness, this is how it are displayed. Stubborn. Hey. Therefore, even your, your children, slightly stubbornness, I don't Amen. Amen. Listen, moet nie jou kinder so lief het soos hulle een godsie is he. More trappe in jou hart. Hy is, nou soos hy daar is, is trappe in jou skoot. But more staan hy net so. Zij wat om groot gemaakt het, skoot, staan hy, wie, wie is zij? Hy wil weet, wat soek zij in my kamer in? Wie sy huis is die? What is daddy looking for in my room? Say, whose house is this? Hey! Wow, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Idolatry means stubbornness and rebellion. It's like you act like a god. You only bow to yourself. And I've seen it. And many parents have raised such sons and daughters. The Hadzai nogal met hulle trouw. Mooi gesigie, kwaai haare, lekker oe. Ah, look smart, very sexy. But heksie is in my camp. Maar zij is lang getrouwd, ja, sien sy, jy, die is moest een duivel deel. And you need to watch how they treat their parents. Watch. Okay? Praise God. Therefore, when you, when, 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 when you want to meet somebody, don't just be alone, go Talk, go to the house. Meet the parents. See who is this? My God. Say, Ma. Say, Ma. Say, Because, listen, because thou has rejected the word. You see, if somebody rejects the word, they stubborn, they rebellious, they don't submit to the word. It means they're not going to submit to you. 
he hath also rejected thee from being king. Let's read the New American Standard. Hallelujah. I need to rush. For rebellion is as the sin of divination. And insubordination. Big word, eh? In other words, the person cannot submit. Insubordination is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you've rejected the word of the Lord, he also rejected you from being king. My God. Are we now in Proverbs chapter 17? Verse 11. And I've got two more scriptures and then we run through seven things that venom does. And, and I want you to drain yourself of all venom, all poison of the devil. Wow. A rebellious man seeks only evil. When somebody is, because rebellion, you don't see it, it's not an act, it's an attitude. Okay? Now, if somebody has got such an attitude, rebellion, he, he, he seeks only evil. In other words, I can speak everything well, but somewhere I said something that I also feel it, it was not appropriate maybe. But you will point it out. In other words, uh, never mind what went well here. Or it's like, but why do they have that color on the wall? You say, my Lord, I've never thought of that. You understand? Amen. Or why must it be that when pastor come, people stand up? He was not a God. You, you always look for the thing that's wrong. And when people speak to you, they are shocked about what you are mentioning. A rebellious, these are signs, seeks only evil. So God says, this is how God deals with rebellion. So a cruel messenger will be sent against him. In other words, God will cause the spirit of God to terrorize you. Do you hear me? Oh, God gives his protection. He takes it away so that demons make you sick. Or you can die before your time. Constant headaches. Constant problems. God will send a cruel message. He sent it against Saul. A demon. So a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let's go. Let a man meet a bear rob of her cups. Hey, that's a dangerous thing. The little puppies or of, 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 of a bear. And you mess with the little litter or puppies. The bear will tell you to be. Now the scripture says it's better to meet a bear rob of a cups rather than a fool in his folly. A rebellious man is a fool in his folly. Hey, let's go. He who returns evil for good 
We didn't do you anything bad. Amen. We were older. When you were sick or we were praying for you, you are now wiser. You get more of the Bible. You've got revelation, but you return evil for good. Evil will not depart from his house. You will have constant problems in your family. Your children will become sick. You will become sick. There will be accidents and problems because you are a rebel. God said that this is the judgment. Verse 14. How? The beginning of strife is like letting out water. So abandon the quarrel before it breaks out. There are certain quarrels you have to stop. So this is not good. Let's stop this. Amen. No, they are dunk and they gaan. Even with your man and your vrouw. Say, wie toe die ding gaat nergens. Wat soet sy weggeloop? Ja, maar ek wil maar net sê vir jou. Hier kwa hier achterna, wat wil sy sê? Ek sal het vir jou moore sê. Sê dit nou. Sy is net soos jou pa. Zij is mommy's boy. Hey, je en dat dus zeer zuster, voor 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 die ma, ik moet nog mooi verzichtig zijn. Zeer zuster voor die ma van die pa, van van haar man. Ma denk hij jou zien is een engel. Hij is een zwart engel met een wit nek. Mami ding moes altyd, haar sien is die wonderlikste. En even as hy sien gekryd by die huis by sy vrou, nou gaat hy sy ma visit. Ach, my sien. What a shock. My God. Amen. Hy kom a phone call. Is hy by mama daar so? Hy moet huis toekom. Ek wacht vir hom. What a shock. Proverbs, we're back at Proverbs 20, please. Verse 6, and then I'll run through just a few scriptures of Proverbs. Many a man proclaim his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? Wow, what a powerful scripture. Verse 20 of the same chapter to verse 21. He who curses his father or his mother, his lamp will go out in time of darkness. Say what your man, your papa, ach. What do you mean? Your licht sal uitgaan in die tyd wat sy dit die meeste nodig het het wanneer dit donker is gaan jou licht uit. Zij is in die donkerte. Doe jy my? He who speaks badly disregard father or his mother, his lamp will go out in time. 
Many of you, you need to repent even whether your mom or your dad is under the ground, passed away already. It doesn't matter. Say, Lord, forgive me for my attitude towards my mom and my dad. Amen. And please beg, I beg you, don't let your mom and your dad, especially your dad, have spoken things while you were in bad attitude towards them. Don't ever let your parents say, with you, it won't go well with you. It's very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. Don't let them even in their hearts wish. It must, it won't go well with you. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? And some of you, you need to go and say to your mom and your dad, I'm sorry for that incident. I embarrassed you. Forgive me. And especially also for the elderly, not only your parents. Don't ever despise the elderly. It's not anymore like today. Uh, Today, uh, people don't stand up even for the elderly when they come in. Or on a bus or a train. Our days, we, we, when an elderly comes in, we stand up. The Bible says you must honor the gray hair that comes in your presence. Amen. Amen. And let, let the elderly person always say, my child, I wish it goes well with you. That's a great blessing. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes even by, by, the, by, by, by the counter where people, where people pay for, for things, if you, if the elderly in front, man, sometimes the old lady in front of you, you in a hurry, then she takes out a purse. It's a lot of cents and 20, uh, two rands, and they must count the money. You think, oh my God, we in a hurry. Remember you also getting old. Or as you drive, you think, who is this in front? So she raises a yard, man. As if a pay comes and kicks you. She's a yard. Your time will come too. That your reflexor is very slow. Amen. Is the teaching good? Doesn't make you wise. Amen. You curse his father or his mother, his lamb will go out in time of darkness. Verse 21. And inherit now, listen, because your inheritance don't come quickly. There's some people that know he's in the testament or in the world. And I can't even say, mouth, palm, Do you hear me? It is a new world. Now, therefore, he comes to your inheritance, and inheritance gain hurriedly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. Amen. Even your position in this church, hang on. Wait. I'm checking, I'm checking you out still. You, you, you're very gifted. You may be a, a better singer. 
A better guitarist, but wait, 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 wait. Amen. Any position in the church, the first thing is, are you loyal? Because Satan waits with the seeds of disloyalty in your heart until you have position. Because when you have position, you have more influence with people around you. And when we touch you, you feel, Pastor, if you touch me, you touch about 10 people here. Amen. And Pastor find it difficult at home because he knows he must deal with you. But he knows if he touch you, hey, it's about 10 people. Amen. And we had that even when I put that uh, elderly lady out, one of the other elderly said, but don't they have respect, Pastor, don't have respect for elderly people. That was going directly against the teaching of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then let's read verse, verse, two, uh, verse 30. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Proverbs 30 verse 17. Amen. Proverbs. The eye that mocks a father and scorns a mother... The ravens of the valley, that's also an evil spirit, will pick it out. The eye will be picked out. And the young lions will eat it. Hey, in other words, let the upcoming young lions growing up in the work of God, let them learn. Amen. By this horrible son. The eye that mocks. The, can you see why I said, if looks could kill? How people sometimes look at the past and then say, you said it. They said nothing. Of the cake weg, of the cake in a man. The sweater cake, the sweater ooh, rolling your eyes. Your eyes is the other window. I that mocks a father and scorns a mother, the ravens will pick it out and the young eagles will eat it. Proverbs the 30, while we're in Proverbs 30th, 30 chapter. Amen. Proverbs 30 verse 29. There are there are three things that's very stately. Stately means it's like when you see it, it's, it, it, you, it attracts your attention. Like an army, you will see the, the pens of the soldiers. There's a strike. The boots are polished. If you go into their rooms, the bed is made up every corner of the bed. The pillows, everything, it's people of order. And it fascinates you even when the police or people march. You, you have to look. It says there are three things which are stately in their march. Even four. Hey, the fourth one stands out. 
which are stately when they walk. Here we go. The strutting rooster. Okay. Are we there? The lion which is mighty among beasts. Amen. In other words, as a lion moves through the forest and the bushes, the way he walks, it's like you say, my God. In fact, the verse says, he does not retreat before any. They say he's gefari for a dry Naomi. Do you see a lion when he marched through the bushes? Nothing can stop him. Hey, then further on, the stuttering rooster. It's a all the hand seen on the hunters. Worry for me. Amen. The hand on the henna. Amen. It's a sin only hand. Is this as the henna, the frow, rondom, I loop so. Say, wow. Do you hear me? It's a, it's a stately picture. Hey, and also the male goat. Amen. The male goat is, he's got a few other female goats. They all hang unto him. I see main O. Wow. And a king when his army is with him. In fact, the, the uh, can we get the King James Version? Okay. A king against whom there is no rising up. Ow. Amen. When you see an army and the army is in order, there's no rebellion among them. It's powerful. Wow. The picture that comes to me, Anwar Sadat. Egypt's prime minister, uh, president, he made peace with Israel, which is the Arab's enemy, Israel. And because he made peace, Egypt, with, they still have it up till today because Anwar Sadat, who was president of Egypt, made peace with Israel. And that was probably how many, after many times they tried to destroy and kill uh, Israel with Jordan and other Syrians and all, and they could not. And he realized these people are from God. And he made peace. And then his army, one day he was sitting, it was an army parade, you know, with the, the, the um, tanks and planes and people move. And he was, he was standing or sitting with his generals, the Navy, the Air Force, and one in the army took a gun and shot him, killed him. Do you hear? And he died for making peace with Israel. But what I want to show you is, there was, in other words, in his army, there was rebellion. But it's a marvelous thing to see a president or a general and how people honor him and march. Amen. 
It's a marvelous thing to have a church in which there's no uprising. Can we get what venom does? Do, we, do you have that? Very small there, but okay. Can you write down these five things, what, what venom does? Amen. Number one, disloyalty immobilizes you. Immobilize means venom. Once a snake is you. Immobilize means you don't move forward anymore. Do you hear me? So once this loyalty enter you, you don't grow spiritually anymore. Venom immobilizes you. Amen. As a, as a, if a snake bites you now, the best is don't move much. Because when you move, your blood moves faster. Is it so? So it spread faster. Death goes quicker. So stand still. So when disloyalty from the devil enters you, you don't move forward spiritually. Do you hear the first thing? What it does. Number two, it affects your digestion. In other words, the word that is spreads don't go in. You don't eat spiritually even in a meeting like this. Okay. D and listen, the devil is the snake. Amen. Our, our next session, I'll get to the six snakes. The six or seven snakes. Amen. It affects your digestion. Number three, it clots your blood. The blood of Jesus has no effect over you. You can ask forgiveness. You can quote scriptures about the blood. You are not under the protection of the blood of Jesus. You open for all kinds of demons. Do you hear me? Are you taking this serious? Are you blessed? Is this a great eye opener? This is a powerful camp. Hallelujah. Your blood clots. The blood of Jesus. Number four. Venom. Remember now. It's the poison that's in you. Of disloyalty. It causes swelling. Swelling. In other words, you puffed up. You're full of pride. You look down upon us. You look down upon the church. You look down upon the pastor. You puffed up. Says Opaswell. Says Dirk. You think you are more spiritual than others. Wow. Number five. Difficulty breathing. 
other words, the Holy Spirit cannot enter you anymore. The Holy Spirit is busy departing. No effect of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it dangerous? The venom of the snake. The venom of disloyalty. I've got two more. You'll get heart failure. Your heart will give in. No heart for God, for God's work. And the worst is when you leave with this venom in you. The last one, or, or before you leave, number six, venom open old wounds. Okay? Once venom poison is, oh, wonder van lang it bars up. Do you hear me? In other words, when does loyalty enter you? Then suddenly the, the, the wound 10 years ago. You say, I remember 10 years ago when I dropped the cup, pastor was not happy with me. Hey, or oh, that sister owe me still a five rand. It is 10 years ago. You say, wow. We saw old wounds burst open. Hey. The last one is, you drop dead. Hey, you dr spiritually, you drop dead. Even where you go afterwards, you don't grow. I'm telling you. Amen. You don't go. The last one is, you bring a curse upon you. Listen, to protect the work of God, a man of God can put a curse to protect the work of God. I'm closing now. Bishop Dag have taught us, and it's true. Bishop has got a campus, Anakazo, where we went now already twice or thrice. Yes, three times in Ghana. Okay? It's, it's bigger probably than UWC. The ground is huge. I don't know if there's 4,000 students that comes for Bible school. The auditorium. And he, he says we can become more famous if we register all of this with the government. But to be registered, we need to become more secular. You know, even a Bible school, if you want to be recognized by the government, certify, then you must adopt certain subjects that the government want. Like for instance, interfaith, we have to teach Islam, we have to teach Buddhism, and we need to teach what they, and, and morals, like homosexuality, all of that, what the government wants. And Bishop Dag says, if you, as you come into the campus, there's a huge plague, a, 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 a board, and on it stands, cursed is anyone that changed this 
into a secular university and teach false doctrines. Even when I'm gone, you will be cursed. And Bishop taught us around God's work like FDKC. Curse is everyone that want to destroy friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. You will be cursed. Wow. Do you hear me? It's scriptural. Amen. Joshua, he conquered Jericho. And at the end he says, anyone who start rebuilding this city, he will lay the foundation of this city to the death of his elders. He will put up a roof to the death. And you know what? Many years after that, in Jezebel's time, they rebuilt it. And it happened just like that. Wow. Around the gospel, there's a curse. The Bible says, Galatians chapter 1, uh, is it verse and, and we, we, we have our break now. Amen. Galatians. There we are. Paul says, and even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. In other words, anyone who preaches a false gospel, Paul put around the protection of the gospel, a curse. Amen. A curse is a force, a negative force, that inside you cannot, you will wish you dead. You will be alive but dead inside. It's a longing to die, but you cannot die. Amen. And then, then he repeats it, verse 9. Because it came as a shock. And as we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you receive, he is to be accursed. Then Paul says in verse 10, in all that I was teaching up till now, or am I seeking the favor of men in what I was teaching? Or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I was still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Hey, powerful. Soek ek nou die guns van mense? Of soek ek die guns van God? You must make up your mind. But as a bond servant, you see that word bond, bond, that word bond servant, the word is doulos in Greek. It means a love slave. I'm a slave of Christ, but not by force, but by love. I love him so much that I'm prepared to do anything for him. To his glory and to his own. Give the Lord praise. Can we stand? Can we stand?
Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Especially, we have a break now, but in your private time, tonight or whenever, please go over those seven things that Venom does and over these scriptures. What are we doing? We're cementing members. What are we doing? The fifth column won't have any place that the devil can say, Pastor Edgar, you don't know I'm already inside. I, I am inside. Do you hear me? The, the, what are we doing? No division. No splits. No breakaway. We're looking for signs. Those, you can have a look afterwards. Yeah. Amen. Those who pretend signs. Praise God. We're looking for signs. Even if you see a sign in yourself, repent. Amen. Repent. Can we close our eyes and you speak to the Lord and say, Lord, I bless my church. I bless our leaders. I bless our Sunday school, our youth aflame. I bless our young adults. I bless our financial team. I thank you for this home where I can grow and be healthy. We're building a mega church. Hallelujah. Bless you. You may speak to the Lord. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother nor my sister. But it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Guard us from Judas. Lord, I cannot ask you to guard my heart. I need to guard my heart myself. Help me to live up to my responsibility. Thoughts may fly over your head at opportune times. Thoughts might fly over your head like a bird. But don't allow a thought to make a nest in your mind and in your heart. If it's a nest, it will breed eggs and you will become
Father, thank you for the preciousness of your word. We humble ourselves before you. Lord, this is what the devil hates because this is what he did at the beginning when all trouble broke loose in your universe. Everything was in harmony before you made man. And then all became a disorder and chaos. We ask, where does wilderness, desert comes from? Where does thunder and earthquakes come from? It comes from this evil one, Lucifer, that completely let your universe in rebellion. And then you made man because before that rebellion, you said you're going to make man and you didn't allow Satan to stop you. But Adam and Eve got the venom inside of them. Oh, Heavenly Father, now you're busy raising up a new, a new race, a holy people to destroy the works of the devil. Therefore, the devil hates us so much and hates your church because he's so scared of your church. But with obedience unto you, submission unto you, we will have authority over the evil one. Raise friends of Daniel Kingdom Church to be that church that crushed the head of the devil. Be gracious to every one of us to search our hearts, to repent, and to God over our hearts. We as a church are blessed. We are privileged to have the light of God's word in our midst. May no one's eyes be plucked out. Let no one come under a curse. But help us to walk in the fear of the Lord and in obedience to you. And then we will have a wonderful home. A beautiful church. Bless the break we have and help us to continue unmasking the enemy and building a strong church to the glory of God. Amen.